This is Sky. And this is Raina. And, and we're cousins. We created this platform to share our stories. To revisit memories and hopefully by unpacking them, we will leave each situation more empowered, more excited, more confident, more brave, more passionate, more healed. So our hope is that while we're healing and unpacking our own baggage, you're inspired to do the same. This is Unpack and Bounce Back. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Unpack and Bounce Back. I'm Raina. And I'm Sky. And today's topic is navigating adulthood. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> you know, when you think of adulthood, sometimes you think stress. <laughs> sometimes you think bills. Sometimes you think alcohol. Sometimes you think pleasure. Marriage. Marriage. Sex. She's, All the things. She's like, girl, don't you even try it. I tried it. You see, I tried to sneak it in. I, I said did. pleasure, okay? Oh I was leaving God. it there. Miss Angelou Shakur. Okay. Do you think there's a certain age that automatically makes you an adult? This is a layered question, Raina. I appreciate you asking this first. Okay, so legally, people say 18, right? Right, legally? I guess. Legally? Yeah, legally. Okay. No. That's a joke. Yeah, no, not 18 at 18 might as well be 11. <clears throat> no offense to our 18-year-old listeners. Jeez, this is some heavy content if you're 18. Uh, 21 is when they say you're, like, legal, legal, right? Mm -hmm. I think 21 is when you start to, to rip off the Band-Aid and walk into adulthood. But for me, yeah. personally, Miss uh -huh. <laughs> Thing right here, she became an adult at 25. It wasn't about me moving out or whatever, it was an age where I felt a full woman uh -huh. versus I stopped saying, because, you know, a grown-up or an adult. Like, at 21, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, like, other adults were there. And, like, I, I couldn't process that I was then one. Yeah. 25 is when it clicked for me personally. Yeah. I thought that I was grown and transitioning into being an adult, mm -hmm. but 25 was the boom. I've made it. Mm. Uh, but a lot of people, you know... Some people say 18 because they were on their own at 18. Mm -hmm. So that's a different situation. My dad was on his own, one of my closest friends. So uh, I understand that some people go 18 was that start. But 18, even if you're on your own, mm -hmm. is such a baby. Yeah. God bless the 18-year-olds on their own, but that's such a baby. 21, I think, feels like what we thought 18 was. Uh, but mm -hmm. 25 is when I watch everyone around me come into their yeah. adulthood. 25. What about yeah. you? Is there a certain age... No, I'm going to say no. Okay. There's not a certain age. I think it's different for everybody. Some people are living in their parents' house till they're 35 and then decide, okay, now it's time to make adult decisions. Some people are living in their parents' house forever, but start making adult decisions at 21. I so, like that, yeah. Raina. So I think that it just really depends on the person. Mm-hmm. For me, I agree. At 18 years old, I did not consider myself an adult at all, even though I was already making quote-unquote adult decisions. Right. At 21, I moved out of my parents' house, but I still did not consider myself an adult. Mm -hmm. At 24, I had Umi. I still did not consider myself an adult. It wasn't until this past year that I 
said, I'm making adult decisions for myself. Talk your shit. So I'm 27 now. I heard that. I think 25, 26 is a magical space. Yeah. I mean, 25 was a little cloudy because it was partially my hoe face. So I was like, oh, I'm just, I have no rules. But when 26 hits, you're like, oh, shit. 26 is like the separation. Somebody said, I read, I actually read this recently. I think it's 26, somewhere between 26 and 23 and 26. You have your 12th house perfection year and your 12th house perfection. 12th house perfection year is basically when you you're about you're at the end you're about to enter your first house where everything starts over everything is crumbling in your 12th house so if this is 26 that would make sense I think it's 23 or 26 but anyway I mentioned this because it's very important for a lot of people to know these things Mm -hmm. because sometimes you're like why is this stuff happening to me yeah why is the world falling apart? Why am I yeah. losing every job I ever had? Why are all my friends leaving me? A lot of it is spiritual, even if you don't think that it is. It's like literally the stars are putting you in a place and saying, this is what this year is going to be for you. You guys, we're, we're maybe two minutes, 56 <laughs> seconds in. And this girl said, if it feels like the whole world is collapsing and you don't believe in spirituality, it is spiritual because your 12th house is collapsing. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I got research to do, but it makes sense. Yeah. I feel like every person who reached that real feeling of adulthood had to uh, fall apart before. Mm. Or they were like, God, everything is just, oh my God, what is going on? And then it was like, oh. I have to rebuild. I'm an adult. Well, you know what's really interesting is your perfection year will always be one above mine because you're one year older than me, right? Yeah. And it's interesting that you will go through a year and be like, fuck everyone. I hate all my friends. This, And I'm like, girl, me and my friends are cool. I don't know what you're talking about. And then the next year comes <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm like... I can't stand everyone. I'm turning my phone off. I'm leaving everybody on red. I'm tired of everyone. And it's every single thing that you were going through the year prior. Yeah. And, you know, that made me say, okay, what year am I in? I was in the third. Now I'm in the fourth. What year was she in? She was in the third. Oh, it goes by your birthday, your actual year of life. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you're into that kind of stuff, if you're into research, look up your perfection year and it'll tell you a lot about your year. But anyway, I I just now start to feel like an adult because I never had time to live by myself. Mm -hmm. I moved from living with my parents to moving in with Mark who was still handling pretty much all the bills, who was still handling rent, who was still pretty much taking care of me. Mm. So I never really had time to struggle in a sense where I felt like I had to do it for myself. I had, I have to do this for myself in order to not only be better, but to be safe, to be protected, to be all the things. So it wasn't until this past year where I lost my aunt and I started to look at life differently. I'm like, okay, soon my grandma obviously will transition. Soon, you know, my dad will probably transition. I just start to look at life like soon, not only will you be on your own, but you have to start making adult decisions that define 
who you are in this life. It's no longer just coasting. It's just no longer, yeah, I'm a poet. It's just no longer like, I'm just me. No, it's like, what are your morals? What do you stand for? What are you building? Who are you? What are you building? Yeah. What are you going to leave behind? I started having, I started having those conversations with myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even though, yes, like I said, I've already had a child. Babies have babies. And even though I was 24 years old, I still didn't feel like an adult because, yes, I was making adult decisions. Yes, I was going to have a home birth. Yes, I was going to hire a midwife. Yes, I was all of these things. But it wasn't until now that my child is three years old that I say, okay, yes, who am I in this world? But who are you going to be? Wow. Who who are you? And... Not only who are you and who are you going to be, because obviously you're going to be yourself regardless. How can I work with who you are going to become? Because I can't force you to be what I want you to be. Yeah. And what example am I setting? Yes. Because a lot of who we are is what we've absorbed from our parents and learned from them. What is the example I'm going to set? Who am I as a human being? Yes. And... For a long time, even though I was so quick to talk mess about my parents, I was still under their influence in certain cases. If they gave me certain advice, I'd be like, well, my mom said if they judged a certain situation was like, yeah, you need to get out of that. I would be like, well, my dad said, and now I'm finally like, nah, this I is, decide. this is what I'm going to decide, but thank you. And I'm able to have those conversations with them within this last year. I would say I've I've broken and I've transitioned out of a lot of the trauma that I grew up with. And that, I think, helped mold me into the person that I am now because I carried so much with me. Even just, I, I know we had this conversation on the podcast once, but I held a lot of my insecurities even, mm-hmm. my trust issues, mm-hmm. my daddy issues, my mommy issues, my relationship issues. Yeah. I held a lot of that from what the example was from my parents. It wasn't until this year that I said, I have to let go of that. <laughs> Wow. I have to, regardless of whether my partner does whatever to me, I cannot keep on holding on to what I've seen, expecting that maybe this could happen. Yeah. I have to be my own person with my own story. I have to be my own person. <sighs> God, Raina. <laughs> I thought this was going to be about paying bills and getting an apartment. And you're saying that by releasing expectations and pain and whatever and deciding that you are in control of your life Mm -hmm. made you an adult. Yes. 100%. Girl, (laughs) if I didn't have so many Doritos in my stomach, I would whoop your ass, girl. What is the next question? Oh, hell no. How was your transition from being a teen to being an actual adult? And do you feel like you were prepared for it? You know what's so interesting that I just now thought about? As a teen, I was rushing to be an adult. Mm -hmm. As a young adult, I wished I enjoyed being a teen more. Mm -hmm. And then now I I feel like a grown-up, but I finally feel free. 
I feel like as a teenager, when you experience most of um, the phases of like experimentation and wiling out and underage drinking and all these things, I didn't allow myself to do any of that. Yeah. I was always in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Even before my last relationship, I was in another relationship. Mm -hmm. I was always behaving like somebody's wife. I didn't want to do that in public because what if they catch me and I have a career? I was working after school. Mm -hmm. I had a full time like what? Yeah. I was literally like an adult at 15, busy. 16. I was busy. You were busy. And I wanted to be grown so bad. Then, you know, I become a young adult and I'm like, oh, I should have taken a little bit more time. But I have cushions around me. Like mm -hmm. my parents will help if I really need it. Mm -hmm. Now I am fully on my own mm -hmm. and I'm free, but I'm grown. I'm grown now. Before yeah. I was legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could get in a bar. Yeah. But now I am so grown and... I'm not angry at myself for rushing because I know who I am is because I've been practicing this adult shit for a minute. Yeah. Uh, practicing adult love and adult conversations and adult work yeah. for so long. Yeah. But now I'm finally like, you can exhale a little bit. You yeah. can have a little fun. Because yeah. I didn't have tons of fun younger. I was very strict on myself. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, the transition, I mean, I was like, in a, I was behaving like what I thought an adult was at 15. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really have a great idea of it. Mm -hmm. If anything, an adult, who I am as an adult, is somebody who is responsible but doesn't give a fuck in the best way. When I was younger, I gave too much of a fuck to be an adult because I was... I, I cared about other people's opinions. Whether it was my dad or whoever, I still was looking to somebody else for guidance. Yes. Now, I'm the captain. Yes. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I think it's interesting because I was rushing to adulthood. I was sprinting. Do you feel young, though? Oh, yeah. I like I, it, too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel, we've said this before, yeah. I think I am 23. <laughs> when somebody goes, oh, wow, you're a millennial? I'm like, well, what the fuck else is there? Like, what are you, Gen... XW, what are you talking about? I'm yeah. a millennial. I'm young. They're like, you're 30. So I can't <laughs> process that I'm an old head to somebody. Yeah. I can't process that my brother uses lingo that I don't know. What do you mean? I'm oh, young. man. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this Gen Z shit? What do you mean? I'm young. What's really interesting, though, to me is even though I am surrounded by younger people, obviously I have younger siblings, even in that in, in that situation... I feel like I have more wisdom than you, but I still feel like we're the same age. Yeah. I don't you feel like I feel really young. And yeah. and I think it's because I'm more present now than I ever was because when we were younger, we were rushing to get to the next place. When I'm 21 this, when I'm 25 this, when I'm 30 this. We're trying to slow down now. <laughs> now we're just like just live in the moment. Like yeah. just stop Stop making, stop looking forward to something. Just yeah. just look forward to right now. What's going on right now and make yeah. the most of it. Yeah. That has that has made me feel in the in the most easiest and best and natural way. That has made me feel so young recently. Yeah. Because I'm like, I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to look forward to. Even though, yes, the future will always be there and I know I'm gonna have a beautiful future right now is so much is just as beautiful as what the future will bring wow yeah. i think you know what really trips me out is that although you know <clears throat> yeah i'm knocking on 30 what about it that's cool 30 still young uh when i am around the younger people in our lives uh -huh. even when i was at umi's birthday talking uh -huh. to your little brother i realized i was like oh we're cool to them like we are <laughs> 
we're we're dope and we know a lot to them and they they respect what we have to say, but we don't feel distant to them. Yes. We don't feel like she's way older than me. I could never tell her. She's 13 years older than me. Yes. We were having a normal combo and I could see he was tickled when I knew certain references. Like yeah. something happened uh, at the party and and somebody was, you know, they weren't starting some mess, but it just was something we didn't care about. And I look at him and I was like, we do not care. And he started dying like she understands young references, but it didn't feel like this huge gap. It felt like you feel familiar, but I still know you know more than me. It feels like we're safe adults. It's really nice. When we were younger, we definitely did not have no. older people to confide no. in, to look up to, no. nothing. At 15, speaking to a 28-year-old, I would be like, <gasps> you know, I would be like, I this like they are grown. This 56-year-old, yes. what do you know? But yes. it's interesting because, you know, my little brother came to me the other day and he goes, sometimes I beat myself up uh, for not accepting the times you were trying to put money easily into my pocket. I said, say that again? He goes, <laughs> I just feel like you were trying to put me on to a lot of things and I fought it. And like, I just realized you was really trying to put me on. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're starting to realize I mean well. You're yeah. starting to see that I live life on my own terms and and you respect the woman that I'm becoming. Mm-hmm. Oh, you realize I'm not that bad, yeah. you know? And you don't feel that far from me. You just see that I'm older than you, but you're like... I kind of like the way she's navigating life yes. now that I've met other adults. Yes. My sister seems to like her life. Yeah. My sister seems to have a lot of fun with what she does. My sister gets to take three months off from work and kick her feet up. That's kind of tight. Yeah. So it's interesting to see the younger generation seeing that we live life on our own terms yeah. and wanting to learn more about it and wanting to go, damn, you were you were really trying to put me on. Yeah. It's really fascinating, but I loved that your brother loved. We do not care. It was great. <laughs> Well, I feel like your brother's the same though, because for him to be his little yay, his little age, yeah, and to be able to hang around a bunch of older people and yeah. to not even think twice, to not even look, I think what it was also, the younger that you are, the more judged you feel by older people. Yeah. Especially when they're coming to you with advice. Yeah. In your case, you were coming to him with advice, but also job opportunities and all kind of stuff. And he was just like, ugh, I don't want it. Just stop. But now he's understanding she wasn't trying to judge me or force me to do something. She was just trying to help me. And now I see it and I'm grateful for it. She Uh, was trying to help me avoid these hiccups I'm having now. She was trying to avoid me not having a hustle or not knowing how to make my own bread. Fuck, she was trying to help me. But sometimes our, our youth need them hustles. Yeah. Our youth, they need to put that time in because I would say a lot of the younger generation right underneath us, uh, Gen, are they Gen Z? I think it's Gen Z. Who cares? We're millennials. Right, right (laughs) underneath us. I feel like a lot of stuff comes easy, came and comes easy to them. Or they want it to come easy. If it's not, it's like, I don't understand why I'm not famous. I made 46 TikToks. It's like, I don't care. (laughs) You're not putting in the work. It's, It's the microwave culture. And we were in that weird space where we started out with fucking CD players and cassettes. And then we've seen the entire world build around us. My brother's like, there was always laptops. What are you talking about? We've yeah. seen so much change in our lives that it's it's humbled, I think, a lot of millennials. <laughs> it's such a funny term to use. Millennials, like, who the fuck am I? But 
I think we've seen so much change within our life that we went from cassettes to DVDs to Blu-ray. To this. There's been so much technology and so many shifts that it's gotten easier for us, but we had to really yeah. thug it out as technology got mm-hmm. better. They are born into a full world equipped with everything they ever needed, mm-hmm. so they can't understand why. Why is this not happening overnight? I have the tools. Mm-hmm. It's like, because you ain't got the hustle, mm-hmm. and you'd have the hustle if you didn't have as many of the tools. Amen. Uh, uh, girl, you better move forward before I preach. <laughs> okay, going back to adulthood, yeah. you just recently went through a big move. I did. Thank you. And you did it really quick. I did, queen. Yes, I did. Do you feel like this move, but also living in this new space, has helped you open your eyes to, now I'm an adult. Do you feel more independent, or did you already feel that way when you were living at your last space because you were living alone there too? Yeah. I started feeling like that when my roommate moved out. Mm -hmm. And I go, my name is still on the lease. (laughs) So I have an extra bedroom that I must pay for now. Mm -hmm. Who am I going to... Who's going to do? Nobody's going to cover this but me. Yeah. So now I'm paying an extra $1,000 for an empty room. Do I want somebody to live there? No. Do I want another roommate? No. Do I need the space? Gosh, not really, but we're going to thug it out. It was like, oh... I am responsible to cover my own ass. No matter who leaves or who comes into my life, I have to cover my own ass. And so I think, you know, a big part of uh, my adulthood, of course, kicked in after the breakup because I realized how um, irresponsible I was with my finances. And so I had to rely on other people. And I hated that feeling of being like, wow, all you have is debt, girl. You really blew it. So I knew in that moment, I must be more adult. I must be more mature so that I'm never back in this position because I feel like a child and it's pissing me off. I hate that at 25, I'm looking at my mom like, can you help me with this? Yeah. I didn't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. I said, something needs to kick in to where I can, you know, take care of myself. But of course, it's it's nice when you're living with someone because it's still somebody to bounce off of, somebody mm-hmm. to talk to. When it gets quiet, And the roommate moved out and it was me keeping up my home and saying, you're not mopping enough. Why are the bottom of your feet dirty? You didn't do the dishes. It's starting to stink. The trash needs to go out right now. My household relies on me. Yeah. That shit. I was like, (laughs) oh my God, this show doesn't run without me. If I get locked out, I don't have a roommate to let me in. Yeah. If my floors are dirty, nobody's going to, wait, 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 wait. Wait, (laughs) I have to take care of all of this. So it's interesting because, you know, recently I downsized with my new apartment. So I feel like it is more fit for me. But once that roommate moved out, I'm like, (laughs) oh, shit, the world only turns right here if I'm turning it. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Still turn it. And so that was when when it really hit me hard. When you accumulated debt. Yeah, (laughs) that's a nice way to put it. (laughs) Were you being irresponsible or was it just I had to do what I had to do? So this ties into living with a partner. Mm-hmm. We're going to dive in there. Um, okay, so here was my life. I moved out at 22. Mm-hmm. I got my own apartment mm-hmm. for a year. Did you feel like an adult then? No, I felt like I was playing. I okay. was like, because I saved a bunch of money to uh-huh. move out because I didn't want to worry about rent. So I wasn't worried about working or anything. I was like, I saved a year and a half of rent. This is a party. Mm -hmm. So I had company all the time hosting. It was a big fucking party. I had an art gallery in my living room. I painted all day long. You know, I drank when I wanted to drink. I was like, this is fucking tight with my dirty stained carpets. It was a a fucking ball. Uh, My friends want to come over and swim. Let's do it. Then I moved in with my partner. Mm -hmm. 
he was like, okay, uh, you could just give me like 15% of the rent. I'm like, because you know I don't got it like that. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So he was covering everything. <laughs> I'd be like, I got us some bell peppers and croissants. He's like, great, great, great. Thank you. So then I was being taken care of mm-hmm. because it was like, okay, move in with me. Mm-hmm. And then we break up. And then I'm like, wait, I've been coasting this whole time. I have no money. I have $400 and no job. Wait, (laughs) wait, okay, wait, I have to go back to my mom's house. Oh, shit, I have no fucking money, but I do have a credit card with a really high limit. I'm going to have to survive off my credit card. So whether that was groceries, Mm -hmm. Ubers, um, printing scripts out, paying for acting classes, I was living off a credit card. Wow. Yeah, because I had no money and I was like... I hope this somehow pays off. I have so much debt. So mind you, I'm leaving with five digits of debt. I'm bumping it up even fucking more because I'm living Mm -hmm. off my fucking credit card. Now, when you have nobody, let me not say that. My mother allowed me to sleep on her couch, but the discomfort of sleeping on that couch Mm -hmm. (laughs) for six months... (laughs) on that hard couch with her barking ass little dog when I'm waking up in the morning and her slamming the cabinets like, I'm not trying to rest. I said, I can't live like this. I fumbled. Yeah, This is not the end. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. As adults, we go, I ruined everything. I said, I have to start over now. Yeah, <laughs> That's all it is. I can't worry about what I did. And I was angry for a minute. I had my own apartment that I could afford and he forced me to move in with him just to leave me with nothing. I should have been saving something. Why do you have $400 but five digits of debt? Yeah. You thought life would always work out. And so that was the moment where I go, I I remember I went on a date and he was like, let's go back to your house. And I didn't want to say I lived with my mom. So I was like, oh no, like I live so far. Don't you live in the valley? Yeah, but let's just go to yours. I was so embarrassed to say I went from being on my own to back at my mom's. I was like, I can't live like this. I'm embarrassed because I know that I was irresponsible. I fucked myself. Fuck, I am living off a fucking credit card, watching the debt pile up every fucking month. I I own a year in rent and debt. Now what? So, uh, So then, God bless my dad. He was leaving town for a month. He said, I know you've been on your mom's couch for seven months. Mind you, at this point, everybody thinks I'm rich and famous, so that was fun. So I'm. he's like, I'm leaving for a month. You and your sister, uh, who was also <laughs> in debt and heartbroken, can live in my house for a month. Use the time to heal. Use the time to get better. Use the time to save up your money. So that's when I started um, doing headshots. And I was like, okay, if I'm not a working actress, somebody is, and they're going to need some photos. So I started saving up money, whatever, but I still felt embarrassed that I wasn't providing for me. I hated that feeling that yet again, Mm -hmm. somebody has put the net under me. God bless them. I'm grateful for it. But I'm like at 25, 26, I shouldn't be here. You know, I thought life would work out differently for me. I just, I don't know. And so um, when I got a place, I got it with a roommate and that still is comfort. You look and you go, half the Wi-Fi bill, mm-hmm. half of LADWP, mm-hmm. half of, somebody's a teammate. Mm-hmm. I had a teammate for years. Mm-hmm. When that didn't work out anymore and he said, well, I'm out of here, uh, the lease is for six more months <laughs> and I'm usually getting $1,000 from you a month. Well, I'm leaving. Don't you want me to leave? Yeah. So now I need to, uh, oh my gosh. And that was the moment where I was like, you are fully responsible for you, but how empowered I felt when I figured it out. Yeah. 
I was like, nobody can take this shit from me. I'm a woman now, yeah. you know? Like, that's when I felt like a woman yeah. is when I had no more safety nets. Now, granted, at the end of the day, yeah, before I'm homeless, will my parents help me? Yes. Do I get an allowance once a week? No. They're like, girl, if it is, it is a last resort. If it was like, okay, you have nowhere to go, call me, but girl, you grown as fuck. You left yeah. my house for a reason. Don't call me. <laughs> so, so being able to fully provide, I'm like... This is when it got really real, you know? And um, now, like I said, that I've downsized, it feels more homey. But I learned that hard lesson that now that I have lost a teammate over and over, Mm -hmm. (laughs) from a partner to a parent to another parent to a roommate, Mm -hmm. I keep losing a teammate. Okay, it's just me. Mm -hmm. And that was when it was like those instincts kick in. That's when it's survival. When it's like, can I pay for an acting class or am I paying for LADWP? I need the lights on. That can wait. Can I this? Can I, okay, if I pay off my card like this, does this, you really have to start brainstorming how to successfully live life mm-hmm. and and not be screwed and back in the same situation. And so, you know, God bless the people who <laughs> hired me for the show that I'm on for helping me pay my bills yeah. because, wow, what would I do without? But it was really incredible that once you hit that rock bottom place, a new person sprouts, you know, yes. and and that's important to hear. I think there's a lot of people probably listening who are like, everything is fucking falling apart. Yeah. I just my relationship's over and my friends and da 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 da. You're going to hit rock bottom until you go. I have no choice but to sprout. Yes. I have no choice but to be better now. I was, I had nothing. Mm -hmm. Like literally people go, what did you have after your breakup? Depression and debt. I had the two Ds. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have titties anymore because I lost weight. So those double Ds were gone. I'm like depression, debt, that's it. Yeah. Nothing else. And clothes. Mm -hmm. I didn't have no furniture, nowhere to live, (laughs) no car, no job, no boyfriend, barely any friends. That's when you hit. You know, seeking greatness is when you have no other distractions. And I don't think every single adult goes through this. I'm not saying that. But I think hard times build character. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, when you're in those hard times, you have to go, this is the situation. Now what? Yeah. (laughs) Now what? Some of us, some of us thrive living that way. And it's, it's very... Survival. It's, it's... I wouldn't say you're that type of person because I think once you like get everything figured out and get your money saved up, you'll stay there. But I will say speaking for my own self and I've met people like myself where you can have you can have the highest year possible, sign the biggest deal, get the most money. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, you're back at ground zero. You're back at, you know, not as popular as before. You're back at not that much money saved up and the money you do have saved up is going to taxes. You know, you're like going, you're, you're back down (sighs) at square zero. Yeah. And I am that type of person. So I'm speaking to the people who are that way. Some of us just thrive that way. Yeah. I can speak for myself when I say, when I'm looking at my checking account and saying, God damn, I'm back down. Yeah. I go, time to make a fucking move. <laughs> yeah. But in all fairness, I think extreme comfortability is dangerous for anyone. Yeah. Because even when I get too comfortable, I don't like who I become because I know I got money in the bank. So I'm like, I'm going to get lazy. Yeah. I think it, it keeps a fire under mm-hmm. your ass to know I must provide. Yeah. It's not a choice, mm-hmm. you know, versus like I said, when I first moved out, I had savings for the entire year and a half of my rent. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I was like, who wants to come over and turn up? Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I have responsibilities. Yeah. I must work. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I think that fire is is important to have that. I definitely don't ever get to a place where I'm too comfortable. Yeah. But I get to a place where I go, I'm just trying to live. Mm. I'm not trying to be 
bound by my money. I'm not trying to have shackles over my money where I go, yeah. I can only spend this much. No, I'm trying to live. I made all this money. I worked for two years writing this book. I'm going to spend this shit and I'll make it back. Yeah. And that's what I do in the meantime. I'm still writing. I'm still working. I'm still doing all of these things. But I get to a place where I go, okay, time to make more money. Yeah. And that's just where I thrive personally. Money's tricky. Yeah, it is. As an adult, it is. money is tricky. It is. And everyone's relationship with it is mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Let's thought, not even talk about girl, our relationship with okay. You're about to piss me off. Hold on. I got one for you. Okay. What is one thing that you wish that people would have warned you about adulthood? And been like, yo, by the way, like, <laughs> this shit going to get real crazy. Or when when you live alone and your parents aren't there anymore, this shit going to get really real. Okay. So, this is probably going to be a really strange answer, but... Mm-hmm. When I lived with my parents, I never really had to deal with my emotions. I never really knew what it meant to be an emotional being. Like, I knew I was going to cry if somebody broke up with me. I knew I was, but I never knew that there's days where you just might be down in the effing dumps. I never knew that there was days where. Even if you paid your bills on time, you still weren't going to be happy. I never knew that watering grass might make you happy. I just, I never really knew emotional maturity and mental illness. Like, I never knew about any of that stuff growing up. So once I became an adult and I started to, you know, I, I I wrote, I love my love. Even while I was writing, I love my love. Even though a lot of people, it pulls on their emotional strings and a lot of people say, you know, I cry reading that. I didn't cry once. It was just my story. It wasn't until the next book where I'm sitting in my backyard crying for God knows what reason. I should be the happiest that I've ever been. I just bought this new house, this beautiful view. I'm living with my partner, not taking care of anything. He's taking care of me. Why do I feel so hopeless? Nobody in my life had ever talked about mental, emotional illness, any of it. I had no idea. So here I am going through like this really low, extreme depression for about two years. And I'm talking to my partner about it. And he himself does not identify with it. He himself doesn't fully understand what I'm going through because he's like, you should feel blessed. Like, I don't I don't know what I can do to make you happy. I had to figure out how to get my own shit together. I thought back on my entire life and I was like, how did my mom survive? How did my mom survive with all of the sadness she was going through? What was my dad going through to have to go and find love from someone else? Like just, I was just getting in my head. I went through a long two years of just reflection. Reflection and getting to know myself as an emotional human being. Because before, you know, I was living in my Scorpio moon. I was living in my secrecy. I was living in my, nobody's really going to know me that well. Mm. Even when people would come, till this day, when people come up to me, oh my gosh, I love my love, changed my life, I love it so much. Oh my gosh, when you talked about this, I get so defensive because of how personal it is. I'm like, I 
actually don't want to talk about this. I wish you didn't even know. But because I had to do that out of survival, that's the only reason I released a fucking book. Because I wanted to drop out and live my fucking life. It wasn't until moving forward that, you know, I'm on Twitter and people are talking about emotional illness. I'm on Twitter and people are like, depression hits out of nowhere sometimes. I'm on Twitter and people are talking about therapy. All of these things that I was very naive and ignorant to prior to adulthood. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to go there, though, because nobody warns me. No, you're... you're you're preaching to the choir. I want to kiss you slash I want to go cry. <laughs> you know what I wrote? What? Random sadness. Why don't they warn you? And as you're speaking, I I I put together why the sadness becomes so random and it's making me emotional, at least for me. Why? Because before it was just, oh, random sadness. And then I'm like, why as we get older? Mm-hmm. Is the random sadness more common? Mm-hmm. It it really is. The older we get, the more love we experience, mm-hmm. the more memories we have, the more heartstrings that can be tugged, the more things that remind you of somebody. There are some days that I go to sleep, best day fucking ever, yeah. and I wake up and go, I don't want to do anything today. Oh, I mean, I cry so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't mean to be that podcast. Like, <laughs> Welcome to Unpack and Bounce Back. Have you cried today? But I cry so much as an adult, as a teen. I never cried this much. And what's deep is you cry the most as you're accomplishing more dreams yes. because it always just, not it always feels like something's missing, but the tiniest thing can just break your heart, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, Oh, my God, I can't even believe I'm sharing this. But, you know, say when I um, book the show, mm-hmm. right? How how am I not going to think of the partner who helped me get there? How am I not going to think of the friends who helped me with auditions? How can I not be sad that a few congrats are missing? Mm-hmm. You know, the whole world is saying you did it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but there's like four people. Yeah. Who saw me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How how are they not saying congrats? Yeah. Yes. You know? <sighs> yes. It's like, and that just sucks the joy out of the whole moment because you go, I have 6,000 congrats. Mm-hmm. But there's four who was in the trenches with me. <laughs> yeah. How are they... Damn, are they not proud enough to break that pride? Mm -hmm. Like, and then that sadness when everyone's like, we gotta celebrate, and you go, none of these congrats. I don't wanna celebrate. (laughs) I don't wanna fucking celebrate. You know, it's just, it's it's unbelievable how the sadness hits out of nowhere, you know? It's personal. You have so many memories. You know what's so interesting? When we first started this podcast, I warned you about this. I don't know if you remember. Oh God. But I warned you about this. I said, whether people hate, whether people give us hate, or whether people show us love, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What matters is do you feel fulfilled? With what we are doing, mm-hmm. if yes, it's yes. If yeah. people go on our page and you're like, oh my gosh, like like how I, I told you, I was like, people come up to me all the time, said, you changed my life. I didn't change your life. 
I was changing my own life. You just so happened to be to, touched by the material. To be touched by the material, but it wasn't I wasn't doing this for us. I did it for me. I did it for me. Although, yes, glory to God that it touched you and you feel connected to me and we have this connection and you and I share this. Thank you so much for acknowledging me and for coming up to me and for sharing your story and for reaching out to me. But when people say, like, how do you handle your wins? How do you handle your losses? I handle them the same. Neither of them fucking matter. Wow. And just how you were saying, like, people reach out to you and, you know... Congrats, congrats, congrats. And you have your moments of like, I'm Emmy nominated. I'm none of it matters. I know there there's <laughs> you know, it, it's very kind. And I always say thank you. But there are very. There's very few messages that really make me go. <sighs> Even when we talked about it and and you were like, um, all it takes is one. Yes. Mm-hmm. You actually know what's what that's rooted in you know like you know the amount of heartbreak and rejection and whatever so it means a lot you know or my godmother who was the first black woman that i saw who was free Mm -hmm. for her to be like you made a world out of your personality Mm -hmm. look at you yeah that means something you know or even with dating why am i unpacking did i go on a trip what the even with dating it breaks my heart when somebody starts to develop feelings for me and I don't have any for them mm-hmm. because I look at them and I go, you're offering me the most vulnerable side of you and I can't give that back to you. Mm-hmm. I can't lie to you and say I do. And and how long is this going to be the same old story? Like, when do I get butterflies again? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm watching these men and I, I make it a joke, you know, of course, like I'm <laughs> the queen of like, oh, it's so funny. But I'm like, it's deep that that that's the ongoing thing is people going, God, I feel so connected to you. Mm-hmm. I feel so connected to you. Man, we really have a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I can't relate. And I, you know, I, I remember sitting on, on the 4th, and um, which used to be a holiday that was very special to me. And I sat there and I wrote, you know, when will it be my turn again? Yeah. I, I'm watching all of these people feel something but it it makes me feel even emptier that they're feeling something one half or one-sided unrequited love makes me so sad Mm -hmm. because I look and I go god you think I'm your person but I'm not I just woke something up in you that I wish I never did now I feel bad and that the next day I will wake up (laughs) with that sadness I know that and it's up and down and we we discuss this all the time of how difficult it is being a comedian because, you know, your laughter and, and your sense of humor is survival. But at the same point, it's comedians just be going through it, yes. um, you know. And so it's it's interesting because I think if more people knew about sadness and were like, hey, the older you get, you have a lot more memories yeah. and a lot more triggers. Yeah. And you'll pass a lot more places that make you feel a lot yeah. more things. You'll hear a lot more songs and have a lot more foods <laughs> that everything you go, oh, my God, he loved chicken shawarma. God, my best friend from when I was 16 used to love this song. Things are going to hurt. Yeah. You know? And and it's, I mean, my mom was talking to me about the man she was in love with in college. And it made me so sad. Yes. And she goes, thank God I fell in love multiple times. I've experienced love. She's like, I fell in love, real love, four times. Wow. She goes, you'll fall in love again. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you will. She goes, and every love is different. Yes. I'm like, yeah. You know, but you sit and you go, our sadness only increases 
it's such an important conversation to mm-hmm. have that like you will be sad at mm-hmm. some amazing moments. Yeah. You know, you may have a fucking birthday dinner that's the best dinner ever. And then you look at the seat next to you and you go, who used to sit there? Yeah. And then the dinner just feels different. That's okay because now that we're older, we are stacking up memories. Yeah. And, and stacking up relationships and stacking up friendships. There are some people who I don't feel a thing for, but if I see the smallest thing, I go, damn, that makes me sad just because how happy we used to be when we did that. <laughs> yeah. It's not even the person. Yeah. It's the memories yeah. become, you know, haunting. Um, okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to bring, it, to bring it back into another sad slash happy note, I used to be in the same place that you're in right, right, right. now, right? And... You know, I would have conversations with Mark about it. I would have conversations with my dad about it. I would have conversations with friends, with my Auntie Sunday. And Auntie Sunday always looked at my life from the in, from the outside looking in. Right. She'd be like, you have this huge house. You have this rich man. Like, she, she glamorized it, but not even glamorized it. She was just so happy for me. Right. Like, you deserve, yes. It I'm, looks it, great. It's no big deal. It wasn't until... 2019, me and her had a conversation at the very beginning of the year. And she said, I want you to write my book. And I was like, okay, well, how are we going to do this? And I was like, because, you know, Umi's still really small. I said, you know, I, I don't, it's a long drive. He doesn't like drives. I was like, how are we going to do this? And she was like, well, you tell me, should I get like a tape recorder and record myself? I said, well, you have a phone, right? And she said, yes. So I said, record your voice. And she was like, well, you know, I don't know how to do that stuff. She was like, you gonna have to come over here and help me figure it out. And... I never I never was able to make it over to help her figure it out. But when she passed, mm-hmm. I remembered that we had that conversation. So one of her friends was using her phone to plan out her funeral, to reach out to all the friends that she had to send everything through. And one night I had this dream mm-hmm. and my aunt said, you better go get my phone. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the morning. I was like, why do I need her phone? And I st- I could not remember, but still I reached out to her friend. I said, hey, Vicky, my aunt, um, I just remember that my aunt said that she wanted me to have her phone. Is there any way that I can have it? Do you still have it? Does it still work? She said, yeah, I don't have the charger for it, but it still works. It's in perfect condi- condition. I'm pretty sure the charger is still at her house. So I said, okay, cool. I called my dad. I said, can you find the charger at my aunt's house for her phone? My dad went over there. Her charger was still there. My dad got the phone from Vicky. Gave it to me. So I charge up her phone mm-hmm. maybe six weeks after I get it. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared yet. And I also didn't know what I was going to be looking for. I didn't want to just go in her phone to be nosy and also break my heart over and over. Yeah. So I had another dream where my aunt was like, look in the phone. What are you doing? So I was like, okay. Six weeks later, I had already been working on an album for a minute. Yeah. I go in the phone. She left, she never figured out voice note, but she she left videos of herself speaking for minutes, 30 minutes at a time, an hour at a, at, at a time, and she's speaking directly to me. And I hit a peak of sadness mm-hmm. when I thought about the fact that she would never, I would never be able to experience her again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get too emotional, but then... It started the beginning of something that I had never known for myself. Mm -hmm. 
appreciate every single moment. <laughs> appreciate every single person who you do consider to be family, who you do consider to be loved ones. Mm -hmm. Because one day, you will never be able to hear their voice again. Mm -hmm. They will never be able to see your experiences and to experience them with you again. They will never be able to celebrate with you again. Mm -hmm. So appreciate every single moment for what it is. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, other than the sadness of me feeling like, Fuck, like, I only had her till I was 26. I'll probably outlive the years in which I had her. Mm -hmm. Other than those little bits of sadness, I no longer go through Mark's phone. I no longer wonder, are we going to break up one day? I no longer, I no longer get sad over shit that just mm -hmm. is out of my control. Wow. I'm just like, this feels good. Tomorrow's going to be another good day. I just wrote this book. I'm happy that I did it. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm not completely happy with the work that I did, at least I pursued it and I did it. Mm -hmm. I'm in a new space now where I'm just like, I don't have time to mourn every single day over shit that I myself can possibly fix or move on from or grow from even. Yeah. And yeah. that's literally just, it, it, it's, it's, literally shifted my life into a new place because yeah. now I can live not only for myself, mm -hmm. but I can live for my aunt. Yeah. I can live for my grandpa. I can live for my other grandpa who was laughing every time I seen him. I can live yeah. for them and I can talk to them and say, I'm happy. Are you guys happy? Yeah. Cool. I don't have the space and the time now. Yeah. To be sad over things that I don't even know what I'm sad over. Yeah. Because then they're just sitting there sad, which you like, girl, yeah. if you don't get the, uh, like, yeah. if you don't just get up, especially when you have this amazing man, especially when you have this young baby who, like, yeah. is only three years old. Yeah. I, they literally speak to me this way. I speak to myself this way. I'm like, there's no more space for it. Mm -hmm. So even though, yes. I still am not phased by you touched me so much. I'm still not phased by all of the L's that I take. I'm still not phased by all of the W's. Mm -hmm. I am excited to live my life. Yeah. And that just be it. Yeah. I'm excited to say today I'm gonna go to the grocery store. And I'm going to eat something healthy because my body really wants something healthy. Today, I'm going to go to the beach because there are plenty of people in this world who've never even seen a beach before. Yeah. I just live life just to live life. And I think that also has helped me in my adulthood by just making these decisions, whether they're rational or whether they're irrational. Mm -hmm. I just decide today I'm going to live. I'm going to have a good day. And that just be it. Yeah. Well, it it's crazy because it's like, I think we have two um, very different but interesting realities. Yours is um, yours is discussing sadness from from loss, mm -hmm. from mourning, which is, of course, like it's permanent. It's just way different. Mine is more sadness from feeling like a lot of interactions are empty which I know is not permanent yeah but it's just like How many because 
where are the people and things that make me feel things? And that's not saying that like my closest friends don't make, you know, we have a ball when we're together. But at the end of the day, it's like, I know I'm in a space in my life where the si- the silence is loud. Yeah. And, and it's, it's tough because it's like, you know, there is so much to look forward to and life has so many shifts. I mean, it's like, I look forward to not feeling so many empty interactions or feeling like these one-sided I'm just really drained now, you know, yeah. <laughs> but it sucks because I love the idea of having someone there or I love the idea of, oh, just a friend that I never get sick of. I love the idea of it, but it's just not been my reality, you know, but in the in the same time, it is a blessing because it isn't some somebody that I'm mourning that I can never see again. But at the same time, it's like it's so important as an adult to target what is the root of this sadness because some of us just go, I'm just sad for no reason. I didn't say sad for no reason. I said random sadness. Yeah. It's random sadness that I didn't see coming, but I have gotten acquainted with it and I know the root. Mm -hmm. And I just, for anybody listening, I encourage you, if you feel these spurts to sit and go, what's making me sad about this? You being able to go, God, I really miss my aunt and I this and I'm hearing her speak to me. You're finding peace with it and you're getting to the core of the sadness. Mm -hmm. I think it gets really dangerous when we go, I'm just sad all the time. Why? I don't know. And granted, sometimes, you know, it is like literally being depressed. Mm -hmm. And I understand that's a whole different ballgame. But sometimes we have to be honest with where is this coming from? A lot of people are afraid to go there. I've had friends who sometimes know the route, but they don't want to call it by name yes. or they don't want to tell me. And that's not my business. But I think it's very important if you're listening and, and that's something you struggle with is like, dang, the sadness just hits me. Target. Is it loss of a loved one? Is it loneliness? Is it feeling like you made the wrong decision in your life? Is it hating your job? What is creeping up on your shoulder? And and are you willing to face it? And is there a solution right now? If not, sometimes you have to stick it the fuck out. Where I think I'm at right now, I think I kind of got to stick it the fuck out. I don't want tons of company around me that doesn't feel good, but it's very hard being this lonely, you know? So one thing I will say is there is a difference between feeling lonely and feeling alone. Yes. Because when I had my random spurts of uh, sadness, mm-hmm. I felt very alone. I didn't mm-hmm. feel lonely because, again, I have my family, I have my partner, I have all mm-hmm. of these things. But I felt alone in the aspect of, like, who can I call on? Who will understand yeah. me? Why do I always feel like I have to internalize and keep these things to myself because no one around yeah. me understands? They are two completely different things. So that's something to think about also because yeah. I do think a lot of people get random spurts of sadness from just feeling alone. Like no one understands No one understands them. me. Right. No one in my world can see the vision that I see. Yes. No one in my world encourages me. No one talks that- like me. They just don't get me. Yes. Yeah. Versus lonely. <laughs> no, mine is lonely yeah. <laughs> mine is not alone because I know I can talk to you my sister I have amazing friends I have amazing family mine is the literal you wake up in the morning and you have your routine of you clean the floors you clean the kitchen you sit there and you go okay like yeah. it, that's loneliness yeah, you know um but in the same time when I try to fill that spot with company that's just not doing it for me it increases it that's when I feel alone and then I go oh I kind of would have just rather be lonely yeah. you know so it's just it's wild but um That was an important convo to have. I'm actually really happy we discussed that because I think a lot of people don't. Your memories can can start to haunt you. It can get very heavy. And mentally, you're stacking up experiences and years. And sometimes you go, oh, man, like I was good until 25, but then 25 kicked my ass. Is there anything else that you wish you were warned about? Taxes. Yes. I knew for some reason I knew you were gonna say that. Did you know it, Queen? Yes, because Girl. I wish I 
knew about taxes. Girl, look, here's the thing. When I was um, making the small checks, I would always get back about $40. I was like, okay, great. That's to show for my whole year. I'm a clown. <laughs> now, I said, I want the big bucks. I want the big checks. They said, okay, you're incorporated. Here's the full amount. Just make sure you save about 50% of that when we call you. Oh. So, I, 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 and the thing is, I knew the taxes were on the way because yeah. I got the full amount. But even then, sometimes life sucks up yes. so much of your money. Medical bills. Oh, my any God. Any kind of bills, really. Taxes. I just, I don't understand how we don't learn basics in school. Yeah. I don't. I went to a fantastic private school. Not a fucking mention of it. Just what is pie? And I'm like, what the fuck? Can somebody have told me like, hey, like my dad always said to me. <laughs> Did he mention it? Not quite. He would say this. I'd be like, you know, there's this uh, job and they want to pay me $3,000. He goes, so $1,500. A-hole. <laughs> I said, what? He's like. Anytime you get an amount of money split it in half, you make one hundred fifty thousand. You made seventy five thousand. You have a hundred dollars. You got fifty. Split it in half. They're paying you fifteen hundred. No, I'm getting the full amount. Well, my agent's gonna get ten percent. But what is that? It's half. He was like, "You are not making the full three. It's fifteen hundred. Have them bump it up to six if you want to make three. I was like, "What are yes. you? You are just so negative. Yeah. I am not gonna spend my money like this." Then then I got older, and then you know I'm going up in the brackets, so mm. the taxes are good. Yeah, I said. Wait, before you used to pull a lower percentage, it's 50%. Yeah. It's like, let's be safe. Leave room for 50% of your money to be gone. So it's just, man, I, I wish, you know, my dad tried to, but he wasn't clear. He just told me, <laughs> you got half of what you think you got. And that's, I'm like, and that's really how I live my life. That's how I live my life. Yeah, if I'm getting... $30, I'm like, I'm really getting 15 Period. Yeah. You have half. Yeah. yeah. So that's, we're putting you on, on, on game. If you like 19 listening to this shit. You and got, you want to be an entrepreneur. You want to be an entrepreneur? Half. <laughs> they paying you 5000 It's really 2500 okay? Yeah. When you were a kid and you imagined being an adult, mm -hmm. did it look like this? Is it harder than you thought? Easier than you thought? Or you were like, this is about right? So when I was a child... Or, you know, in my teens or whatever. And I and I looked at my life. I always I always predicted that I was going to live a comfortable life. Yeah. But I always imag imagined it to be alone. Mm -hmm. I definitely did not imagine the kids, the dog, the partner. I didn't imagine any of that. I always saw myself in, like, a small little apartment by myself. So, life is better than what I thought that it was going to be, but mm -hmm. a lot different. And still till this day, I'm trying to break out of what I imagined my life would be. As far as, um, what's the word? As far as the level of responsibilities, is it what you thought more less? When you go, damn, this is a lot to handle. Did you know it was going to be this much? Um, okay, so let's go back to what I had originally asked you. Um, basically the whole question about something that people did not warn you about. Yeah. When I was younger, you know, I have a Mexican mom. So mm -hmm. she cooks three meals a day. She cleans at every hour of the freaking day. Uh, if she's at work, she comes home. Immediately she's cleaning. Nothing else. And she never made me do a chore, ever. What? Never made me wash a dish, never made me uh, sweep the floor, vacuum, nothing. Wow. So my first time ever cleaning up 
after myself or, or cleaning a space was when I moved in with Mark. Shut up. Yes. And I had to teach myself everything. Like, Barb. dead ass, I would go on YouTube and be like, how to clean a toilet. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Wow. Yes. So the responsibility, I will say, is more because I always imagined, of course, when I get older, I'm going to have to clean up for myself. I know I'm going to have to cook for myself. I know I'm going to have to do all of these things. But I had no clue about bills, about taxes, about water. I had no idea rent and water bills and stuff like that were different. How dare them? Yeah, no, I had no idea about any of that stuff. So I would say the responsibility is much more than I projected it would be only because of the whole extra, like the bills and all that stuff. But I knew at some point I was going to have to learn how to cook and clean. Wow. Yeah. And I did. In that first year of me and Mark living together, we lived in a small little place in downtown. And I mean, luckily for me, the place was small, so I didn't have much to clean up. Yeah. So I cleaned. I was like, I went to the store. I mean, he already had stuff because he's a clean person. But I, I went to the store on my own and you was like, invest. let me. Yeah, I was like, let me go buy the Lysol. Let me go get the pine saw. Let me go get all of these things. Oh. And then even like food, I would tell my mom like, come over. Can you teach me how to make this? Or I would go on YouTube how to make tortillas from scratch. I would do all. I still do all of this stuff by myself. Wow. So yeah, I taught myself all of these things. What I will say is. Shout out to moms for doing that for me, but also won't be doing that for Umi. Right now, I had a black mama <laughs> who said, if I have three kids, I have three helpers. Get the fuck up and clean. Yeah. Now, was I an amazing cleaner? No. I was more of like sweep it under the rug, literally. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that dirt will just sit for a bit. So once I got my own house, I yeah. said, I don't want to disrespect my home. I have to do a good job. Yeah. That was the difference. Before... Cleaning up was throwing the shit under my bed, covering the blanket and being like, okay, who cares? When the house gets deep cleaned, they'll find it. Like, you know, it was lazy. Now that I'm older, I'm like, I owe myself doing a good job. But the amount of bills are shocking. Oh, I had no idea. I had no idea. And I had no idea how draining it it is to be an adult. My parents made it look so So easy. easy. Yes. (laughs) Having to seek out tax people, having to talk to them, I, I'm like, having to go to the car wash for me, like, or yo. having to even just do it myself, having to wow. hire a cleaning person, having yo. to, all of these things, my God. My goodness. I was like, wow, you guys slayed this. Oh. You made it look easy. You made moving look easy. It was like, oh, just box up your dresser. I had no idea. <laughs> How much more went into this besides my dresser? It was just absolutely wow. I I put my hat down to them. But it is really interesting. Once you get in the groove, you're like, it's just adulthood. When you lived with your partner, did your partner teach you anything about adulthood? Was there anything that, like, he brought to the table that maybe his parents taught him about cleaning, about this, about that? Well, when I had no money, he was making a lot of money. So he was like, let me put you on to what it means to be incorporated. Let me put you on to how to save your taxes. Here's my tax guy. Uh, Why aren't you saving your receipts? I'm like, because who cares? (laughs) Drawer organized receipts. Like I was like, oh, wow, you take this very serious. Yeah. As far as cooking and stuff, I was I was very domesticated. I would like cook and um, clean. 
But I would throw my stuff in the drawer and he was a folder. He was raised yes. <laughs> Mexican mom and was like, you, you know, he was like, you, you're not going to put a scent into the dryer. I'm like, no, you put you put dish soap in the, you know, you're washing, but it's not that serious. He's like, uh, no, yeah, we, we got to get stuff for the dryer. I'm like, what are you talking yeah. about? So the scents and the this and the anti-wrinkle shit. I'm like, what in the fuck? I did that for Mark. Yo. Mark was like till 30, whatever. And he was like... My laundry smells whatever. I'm like, no, it has to smell good. I couldn't understand. <laughs> I was like, do you, okay, do you need to fold it the second it comes out the dryer or can we watch a movie? Yeah, I need to fold it right now. <laughs> so I just wasn't as grown. But it wasn't until I started wasting more of my own money that I was like, oh, okay, it's just time to be a little bit smarter. Like even with produce, you start researching what goes bad, you know, uh, the soonest, what stays good, the longest, okay, oranges are great, cucumbers are great, zucchini is great, this is gonna go bad soon, this is how I waste my money. I hated yes. throwing out shit that I wasted. I said, you yes, idiot, yeah. you think you're not enough debt? You yeah. want 15,000 more? Yeah. So it was like when I started learning, okay, how do I make the most of my money and respecting the money that I've earned yes. and respecting the money I'll have to pay back. I thought a credit card was just whatever. I still yeah. have some debt on there. I'm like, baby, I ain't worried about you. But I, you know, I was like, let me start respecting my own finances because nobody else will mm -hmm. and uh, and start doing a good job. Mm -hmm. I like to cut corners when I was younger, do it the quickest way, the fastest way and get on to what I was doing. Even now, if I have to mop my floors twice, I have to mop my floors twice uh -huh. versus mopping the areas I know I hang out in and then trying to play leapfrog with like the, <laughs> the carpets. <laughs> like I was real nasty when I was younger. You know, if you listen to childhood favorites, you know that. Yeah, laundry. I was like, whatever. I'll wait until it is overflowing. Now yeah. I'm like... I have two hours off right now. Yeah. Maybe I should do some laundry. Yeah. You know? But, uh, but, but yeah, it's... When I was younger, I didn't think it was as much work. My mama made this shit look easy. Oh, my gosh. What I will say is, thankfully, my partner is fairly older than I am. So yeah. he had his own experience, but also his parents did so... I mean, his... His dad was a janitor for many years. So wow. his dad put him on to so much. Like, I mean, this man could fix your to could fix any toilet could wow. fix in a real man you hear that everybody <laughs> he can do anything dang near anything like just the other day umi locked us out of our closet so we were like oh my gosh and this is like a different type of handle he was like let me just he was like let me figure it out he got random keys random Everything wow. and figured it out. He can figure almost anything out. So what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. So I learned from him. I said, okay, yeah. you are the prototype of what a real handyman is. Wow. I would love for my son to have those things. And actually, I'm going to up it up a notch. I have plenty of uh, uncles who paint for a living, who build houses for a living. Yeah. When you turn of age, you will be going with them on the weekends to help paint. But not only that, Mark has taught me plenty of random things like righty tidy, lefty loosey. Had no effing clue what that was. So now, anytime I'm like opening up the water hose, putting the water on, I'm like righty tidy, lefty loosey. Like bless your heart. <laughs> these are things I had no no clue about. Oh okay. Oh my god. So yeah. So I will say that having him has helped me. Wow. In just the random life hacks that I would have never known about. I know. And just all you all you do is pass them on. You go, hey man, <laughs> did you know this might make it a little easier? You know when your hairspray stuck and won't come out, just dip it in some boiling water. What? You just spread the life hacks and make it yes. easier. But I will say. 
say this, just how you just said on YouTube you'd learn, a resourceful human being is a fantastic one. Yes. Somebody who can seek the answers for themselves, somebody who is willing to do the extra work. I remember I was in a meeting and somebody said to me, don't ask me a question you could Google. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking rude. And then I sat and I go, it's disrespectful to your time for me to walk up in here and and ask you shit that I didn't. I need to ask about your journey specifically, what you think about this. Why would I ask you where to get a headshot? That's disrespectful. Oh, my God. Don't don't ask me anything you can find the answer to because you're showing me you're not hungry. So if I have a question about anything, (laughs) YouTube. It's unacceptable to not take advantage of the resources we have. And when people come to me, right, when people come to me for for business advice and I break it down for them, okay, we'll get a headshot, type up a bio, you need a resume and look for classes. But where do I, are you kidding me? Google, where do I get, I don't give a fuck. I I just gave you the cheat code, you know, be resourceful. And so, um, you know, like I said, especially in this industry, being resourceful is super important. Nobody likes somebody who's waiting for all the answers. Do you know how many times we had to just look up what does this mean on set? They'd use a code. They'd be like, oh, yeah, she, uh, she 10, 8 or something. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, oh, that's when she, she goes to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> or they'd be like, this is the martini shot. I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, Ugh. I'm like, shit, Google, martini shot. Oh, okay, last shot of the day. You have to learn and, and yes. be resourceful and just mm. fucking Google like shit. You want to learn how to do a hairstyle? Google it. You want to learn a recipe? Google it. You want to find out uh, where to find an acting class? Google it. I'm sorry. Nobody wants to be around an adult who asks for everything. No. And I've learned that a lot of the people that I reject in my life... <laughs> and no longer like, uh, like to come to me and ask questions they can find the answers to, but they want to just talk. Yes. That ain't the way to do it. If somebody's like, yeah, so I don't know, is like the French flag these color? If you don't fucking Google, I don't know. Like, I hate when people just pretend to need you. It's a very unattractive quality anyway. Okay, so for the young listeners, mm-hmm. on a scale from one to ten, how much would you re- recommend adulthood? <laughs> uh, I think it's very rough in the early 20s, but I think once you get a hang of it, there's a bright side. Okay. You go, when I wake up in the morning and I burn my little sage and walk around in my ugly panties around my house. I'm like, damn, I did this. There's a rewarding side to it. Yeah. And and life is boring if you have nothing to do and nothing to take care of. Whether that's yourself, a plant, a child, you, you want to have something to go, I want to take care of something. Mm-hmm. Whether that's your career, a fucking guitar, I don't care. Life, you, you have to invest in something beyond yourself or you'll just sit there all day like, I have nothing to do. I think adulthood is tough. Uh, I think adulthood will shock you. If you're very young and you're like, I want to move out. Do you know that a a metal stainless steel trash can can be like $100 in this motherfucker? Do you know a a rug? Oh, my God. I mean, people go, yeah, I'm moving out. I'm like, I hope you have $5,000 to fill that house because, baby, 
2,000 ain't going to get you nowhere. Mm -hmm. So really take your time, especially if your parents are providing you a little extra space, a little extra cushion. That is a blessing, not an embarrassment. Mm -hmm. I was embarrassed. Yes, I was because I was trying to be fast and, you know, get a little nooky and I couldn't take them back to the couch. But I really am grateful that my parents said, you know what? We know life is hard. You fumbled it a little Mm -hmm. (laughs) by putting everything in a man's hands. Mm Don't do that again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keep your own place until you're married. I'm like, heard you. And, uh, you know, and that was a lesson that I had to learn. I understand why people are like, hey, just don't move in with somebody unless you're like really sure. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. we are, you know. So I I think um, adulthood, I I think I give it a, um, when it's good, it's a nine. When it's rough, I'm not going to scare you. But we are going to go into some advice. Uh Uh-huh. I do have two pieces of advice. Hold on, but I do want to say something. Yes, go clean. This is for a very select few of the audience. Um, There are some of you who still live with your parents, and sometimes you're okay living there. Yeah. For any of you guys who may have felt uncomfortable, we are not singling you out. If you love living with your parents, do not feel bad about that. Because if I could have lived with my parents till I was 25, 26, 27, I probably would have. Look, I only didn't want to be there because I was trying to be fucking. That's it. Okay. I loved it. I was fine (laughs) with it. You can still be an adult and rely on yourself while living in the comfort of your parents' homes. Some some of us just would prefer to live with our grandmothers. Some of us would just prefer to have home-cooked breakfast waiting for us. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I know, especially for foreigners, you know, the parents will be like, stay stay with us until you're married. And then, you know, the children will be like, no, I hate it here, whatever. If you are, this is for people who are fine with it. Don't let anybody pressure you into feeling guilty. Yeah. But I will say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) devil's advocate, I do know somebody who still lives with their mother. (laughs) Okay. And she's in her 30s. And it is absolutely crippling her from ever growing the fuck up. And I am very worried for her when her mother transitions and passes away because she has not learned how to grow up at all. Mom does everything. You're in your 30s. It is now crippling you. It is not helping you. It is is harming you. And... uh, it is, it is preventing you from stepping into your destiny as an adult because you have to do nothing for yourself. And that could be dangerous. Yes. If you lose that person, yes. that is a really scary space to be in where you go, wait, I never learned any of this on my own. Yes. So I do encourage you, even when I was living with my mom, clean up your shit. Yes. Make sure you're doing this. Like I wasn't like, bring mom, in your own money. Bring in your own money. Help. Always. Ask them if they need help. Yeah. Go to the grocery store some days. Yeah. Buy the groceries for Just your mom. Just do something. Don't, yeah. don't be sitting up there like you 11 yeah. until you're 40. It's not cute. The key is to not have to rely on them. Yeah. If you're if you call yourself if you're so called adult, you can live with your parents and still be an adult. However, the key is to not have to rely on them yeah. for their car, for their anything. Yeah. You want to be able to take care of you in case anything happens. And that's mm-hmm. not us being mean. That's being real. Mm-hmm. Life is very unexpected. Life mm-hmm. is scary. It's up and down. Mm-hmm. In a dream world, you guys live together till you're 70 and 106. I love it. Yeah. But all I'm saying <laughs> is if something happens and you go, I never learned how to do any of this without her. At least start asking your parents, hey, when you do this, what's the best way to go about it? When you're looking for somewhere, where do you trust for reviews? Just ask, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to ask your parents, start asking your friends. Sometimes we go, hey girl, where you get a good plumber? Do I just ask the manager? Oh yeah, he'll fix it. Sometimes you have to just learn even if you have a safety blanket. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Well, that's the beginning of advice. That was the beginning? Uh, Well, I I have two. Okay, keep going. Number... One, 
<laughs> out of two. This is going to be a little harsh, everybody. Okay, I'm scared. This is harsh. This is something I learned. Uh, and I'm trying to teach my little brother, but he's not getting it. Okay. <laughs> Nobody... <clears throat> Nobody gives a fuck about your excuses. Yes. If you are late, you are late. If you didn't deliver, you didn't deliver. Life is happening to every single fucking person. Yes. Nobody gives a fuck. Now, there are certain things that are so traumatic that people go take the day off. Mm -hmm. Or, wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. I understand. For example, <laughs> when I pay my little brother to run errands, he's late all the fucking time. I tell him, <laughs> it's disrespectful to me that I'm paying you and I could easily pay somebody else the same amount because I'm not paying you cheap. I'm paying you the right amount. Yeah. And you're showing up late because you're showing me you don't respect me. Well, no, when I left the house, mom said, walk the dog before you leave. That's why I'm late. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I tell you I need you to be here at 11, then that is when at 1030 you go, you mom, that. do you need me to do anything before yes. I leave? Life does yes. not care. You will rub people so wrong if you are always presenting excuses. I, you know, know this girl that I had worked with in the past and her specialty was excuses. And the way that people spoke about her when she left the room, like, here goes another fucking, we don't give a fuck. And it, it your stories, it's like the, the boy who cried wolf. Eventually we don't fucking care. No, because you don't, you don't know what I went through. We are all going through something. It's unacceptable. I say it all the time on the podcast. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're disrespectful. Life does not care about your excuses. There was traffic. Leave room. For traffic. Granted, there's going to be hiccups. There's going to be times you mess up. But if you're the person who's always, always. late, oh, get up. You, what? Get up. It's not cute. Oh, I was at home all day. I'm sorry I'm late. You have no excuse and you will eventually push people away. When I feel disrespected or like my time is disrespected or I offer an opportunity and somebody does not take it serious, never again. Yeah. I don't give you two, three, four, five, six chances. If it's like, I'm so sorry I overslept my alarm set six. I don't care. And, and I don't know if it's because I always have been business oriented and I understood that by me being disrespectful with my approach, you're going to be offended. Yeah. When I have work mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have to be there at 5.06, mm -hmm. do you know how many alarms I start mm -hmm. at 3? Mm -hmm. 3, 3.30 so that I'm getting out of my grog, 3.45. We have 4. Me we too. have 4.06. We have 4.07. We have 4.11. We have when I'm supposed to be out the door. <laughs> it is driving me insane, but guess what? I will not be. Late. <laughs> Thank you. So, look, life does not care about your excuses, and people can tell when you're offering them the truth. Mm-hmm. And when it's bullshit. Yes. And when somebody's bullshitting in my face, like, and I just like, I've been so sad. Like, I'm like, you're not even coming real. You're not even like, yo, look, I dropped the ball. Yeah. It is always better to be up front. This is the realest shit I could give you. Let me go to part two before I get mad. Part two. This one's coming straight from me. A hard lesson I learned at the tender age of 25, 26. Live below your means. Your money will disappear. Yes. You will blink and need $600 out of nowhere. Yes. You will blink and need a new bed. You will blink and have an emergency. You need to live below your means. Mm -hmm. I was living where I could afford it. Live below. Yes. Downsize. Don't try to, you know, flex the second you get a fucking check because mama, it'll disappear, okay? I thought the, the first time I made 100K, I was a millionaire, baby. What did I actually make? Not 100 
50. Thank you. And uh, my rent was for two bedrooms. I wasn't using one. So where did my money go? My rent during a pandemic. So jokes on me. Yeah. Uh, live below your means. Um, if you at the store and you're trying to get the, the nicest of nice for your groceries, try another brand, baby. Yeah, It's okay. Yes. Like, I'm the queen of, what is it, Kroja Kroger? What is it? I'm the fucking queen of that shit. I'm not going to be like, <laughs> oh, I only need this brand. If it's going to save me, hey, yeah. you know what? Butter's butter. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is. No, I will do anything to save money. I'll be like, okay, Whole Foods has this, but then I'm going to go to Rouse for fruit. And then I'm going to go to Vaughn's for this. Like, I hop around. Like, I am not buying all my stuff at Whole Foods. I am not buying all my stuff at Sprouts. Absolutely not. It's way too expensive here. Even? Even Dollar Tree. I'll be like, beans are up there. I'm going to go get me some beans from that nice cent store. I'm not playing. If you don't get your dish soap from the dollar store. (laughs) Period. (laughs) My thing is this. Candles, all that. Period. Now that I cook. I feel so disrespected when they bring me a plate for $17.95 that I know costs two and a half dollars oh, to make. I'm like, oh my God. Avocado toast for $14. It, it's just, it's so upsetting. But then I go, I can't be mad at anybody but myself. Keep groceries in the fucking house. Yes. $35 of groceries and produce would last me way more than this meal I'm about to order. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't treat yourself, but sometimes you treat yourself, you blink, mm-hmm. and $2,000 are down the drain because you go, I've been eating out so much. As an adult, you have to pace yourself and go, you know what? I just ate out yesterday and spent $40. I have perfectly good stuff here. And and you can spice up the meals. That's mm-hmm. the thing that I've been loving lately. You know, I made this pasta yesterday, and... Okay, you have regular pasta that costs 99 cents, a sauce that's 150. You cut up a bell pepper, you cut up, you know, put in some some turkey meat, a little bit of onion, some capers and some asparagus, mix it into the sauce. You will think you're in a restaurant. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. And and these are things that you can just keep on deck. It's like it doesn't make sense to be breaking your back to to eat out all the time. Especially not right now while we're in a pandemic. Food will guzzle your money. Yes, it Learn will. how to make the meals at home a little bit fun. If you yeah. want to invest in an air fryer and go, look, this will make things a little bit quicker and a little bit more fun. I made some cookies in the air fryer last oh, night. You I'm did? not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Were they, they were good? Delicious. <gasps> and I was I like... I have one. I haven't used it yet, though. Yo, join me, sweetheart. It's amazing. I, I am a part of the cult. Air fryer cult. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't uh, used mine yet. But yeah, I knew I don't like always heating up the stove and having to do the full nine. If I know I can just pop it in there, this might make life a little easier for me it's a worth investment Mm -hmm. so all i'm saying is make smart investments Mm -hmm. live below your means Mm -hmm. and nobody gives a fuck if you have to eat the same burrito for three days straight eat the same burrito for three days straight if it's not making you sick if you gotta add a little seaweed into your ramen and spice it up with some (laughs) hot sauce thug it out but like everybody's trying to you know make every birthday dinner and order every craving that they have every day sometimes you gotta just learn how to make it and you'd be surprised how much you'd love it that's what i have to say i forgot one thing this is my last thing of the day. I'm not giving any advice because you gave great advice. And the only thing I said was save save some money. Yes. The one thing we didn't mention that they didn't warn us about. Health insurance, dental no, insurance. No, we're out of here. We're out of here. Pack it up. 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 Get your water. We're done here. Nope. No, nope. We're not fucking doing that. No. When I said I spent all my money to live my life, I was lying. I've been in and out of the hospital for about two years now. And the hospital has taken 
all of my money. I'm fine, though. I'm I would fine. just like to shout out Planned Parenthood because <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the free birth control. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, wow, it's expensive to get a pap smear. Okay, I have nothing else. I have nothing left. I'm tired. I am hungry. I'm hungry. I want those Nutter Butters. <laughs> I want these Doritos. You know I used to eat on air, y'all. Episode one through like six of season one. I was snacking. But you could hear everything in my mouth, so I stopped. But there are some burritos. Burritos. Oh, girl. Doritos behind me that are calling my name. They're like, Sky, wrap it up. So here's what we're going to do. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unpack and Bounce Back. As always, we came real. Did we cry? Uh, we cried, we, huh? Um, yeah. Damn. It's okay. Sometimes you feel like crying. All right. I'm Sky. <laughs> and I'm Raina. We love you guys. Thanks for listening with us, laughing with us. You know you look good. Go have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unpack and Bounce Back. If you're in the mood to share, send over to a friend. Press subscribe for more content. And please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Unpack and Bounce Back. And remember, it's the letter N, not A-N-D. Until next time.